I am, I, I am several levels lower than bilingual, if you hadn't picked, picked that up from my, my attempts. Uh, my um, favorite thing in ministry, I'll just tell you, is helping others become who God has created them to be. That is, that, that is my joy. And uh, with that, helping, helping churches and ministries uh, become who God has created them to be. I, it, it doesn't say so in the bylaws of the Pacific Southwest Conference, but I believe that God has uh, told me what my number one priority is. And it's this, to give testimony of his greatness and truth. To give testimony to the greatness and truth of God. And um, I really respect, um, so I, I, I want you to hear that word. I really respect the couple that you've called to uh, be pastor and uh, believer priest. Uh, I see. I want to. Uh, this this woman, uh, Karen, is called as as well, who is someone who serves as uh, as a servant of Jesus Christ. But I love you, I admire you, but I really respect you. I respect you for your humility. I respect you that you know it's not all about you, and I think even to uh, probably protect the sanctity in the truth of this day, uh, I, here's what I do. When I install a pastor, I always pray and give them uh, uh, a verse. For the first time, I've been uh, superintendent for five years, I think six years, uh, I was given the verse by the pastor. And, and, and it's really cool what he gave me because I think he knows that I love him and I might talk too much about him. So the passage that, uh, uh, or the, the verse and the verses around it that Kurt gave me, uh, do not allow you to speak about the pastor, but they are about, you ready for it? They're about Jesus Christ. They're about the supremacy of Jesus Christ. And, you know, you can't help but want to have a fine church, even a great church. And when you're a pastor, you can't help but desire to be a fine pastor, a great pastor. But I'll tell you, if that is the center of what you're about, you are on the wrong track. I don't know anybody who's with more churches and more places than I am. And too often, the local church becomes too big of a deal. And so I want you to hear me on this. The local church becomes too big of a deal. And I've read the Bible many times through. And this is a wonderful congregation. I've gotten to know some of you through the years, and there's some great people here. But do you know what? There's nothing about Simi Covenant in the Bible. You're not in there. And... When it comes to who the Savior is, Simi Covenant is not identified as Savior of this world. Let me tell you what happens with churches when they have what I call myopic, that's nearsighted, local congregationalism. 
myopic local congregationalism where everything becomes your local church. Now, let me just take a time out. This is what's been happening in America for a couple of generations now. And I am going to say we are spiritually weaker because everything has become the local church. And what happens when things seem to be going really well? This is just my, I'm around, I'm around a lot. Local churches get arrogant. You know, Kurt, I'll tell you when I became convicted of this is when I was in Oakland. And I, I was just going through a regular day and I heard the name First Covenant Church of Oakland more than Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You following me here? And I also knew the impact that leaders, including pastoral leaders, have on a ministry. And I wondered, is the name of the church coming out of my mouth? more than talking about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It's got to be about him. On the one hand, you can become arrogant, but this is what I see happen more so. Is churches enter into kind of a local self-hate. Kind of if individuals struggle with self-esteem, you see congregations struggle with self-esteem. And it's kind of like they're wondering, when are we ever going to get it together? When are we ever going to get it together? i got to tell you, our Savior's name is Jesus, and he came to save us from many things, including making it all about us in the local congregation. Is that good news? Yeah. Would you pay attention in your own life and encourage your brothers and sisters? Would you seek to use the name of this church less? See, I'm not around here to know this, but I'm around churches. And Father, Son, and Holy Spirit more. Can I uh, tell you, um, I know something. I know that this is another golden age of people coming to Jesus. See, I know it's now. It's now. And want me to give you a little secret about who's seeing the fruit? The people who are living under the word and pointing to Jesus in the moment, and not their churches. Sometimes we think the message is, hey, we've got this really good church, we've got this great program, and all the rest, I'm going to tell you there's no power in it. It used to work when it was a more Christianized culture. I'm kind of happy it doesn't now. All we have left is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that, that, which doesn't seem quite right sometimes in you, it's a hunger for the real God. And so, what Kurt asked me to read, Colossians chapter 1, I'll begin in verse 18 and I'll go through verse 20. The Son is the image of the invisible God. He's the firstborn of all creation. For in Him, that is in Jesus all things were created. Things in heaven and things on earth, visible and invisible. He made everything. Everything. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. I think most of us has fig have figured out 
that if we put our trust in any political party, you will be disappointed. Now, now, can I tell you something? What this world does not need? A little tweaking? This world needs a savior. Can I tell you how I know? Because my house needs a savior. Can I tell you how I know? I need a savior. I, I was going to be all, you know, I'm... Uh, towards the end of my pastoral ministry, and by the time I graduated seminary, I was going to have all the answers and just be Holy Spirit empowered and wise and ready to go. And, and just, just walking down the street, people were going to fall over converted, you know. <laughs> well, I've had to realize there's this thing called grace that's available every, every day. There is this opportunity this invitation and I, and I want to say to you if you're down on yourself if you're just sort of tired of your stuff and it's been a while since you really got to dream you get to dream again you get to dream because the love of God is new every morning his compassion his his accepting you man he 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 is there he is he is he is over all thrones. He's over all powers, all rulers, all authorities. He's, he's over all things which have been created through him, and get this, and for him. You know what the Bible says when you're talking about your life, your life, your life? The Bible says if you said yes to God, you are not your own. You are bought with a price. Now, I mean, that's going to straighten some things out. You're not your own. You may be trying to take it back. You are not your own. You have been bought with the price of the sacrifice of, of Jesus, the supreme. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the head of the body, the church. You see, this is different than myopic local congregationalism. This is the church, is all of the children of God universal who have come before us, if the Lord tarries, who will come after us, who are around the world. You see, he's the head of that body, and it is a mystery, this body. It's deeper, it's broader. We don't have a clear idea of what life is like in the new heaven and the new earth, but it has to do with being with God and being with all of his children forever and ever in a, in a new heaven and a new earth. Since you are going up to Alaska uh, and to, to Bethel, um, Alaska, it, um, a number of stories I could tell. So Matthew, um, we'll save the people here. Um, ask me the story I want to tell you about Bethel, okay? Afterwards, then they won't have to hear it, even though it's really cool and you're the much poorer for not hearing it. <laughs> but I had the honor in the early 90s, uh, the Russian Far East opened up to the gospel. 
and um, I had the honor of serving and making it possible for some people who were called by God to evangelize the Russian Far East. And it was just re remarkable. So these were Siberian Yupik Eskimos, cousins to many Eskimos uh, in Alaska. And so the first, this is just like two years, three years into the church, just um, the, the, the good news going, going out. Um, by the way, Back then, if you were to have gone to a cemetery in that part of the world, what you would have seen were hammers and sickles over graves. Now I'll give you a little advance to the little spoiler on the story. Now you see crosses. Well, the first Christian leaders I had the opportunity to, to train, who were Siberian, Yupik Eskimos, and... I was speaking English, and a dear friend who is Siberian Yupik was translating. And on um, one day, it was a Tuesday, I was speaking about miracles and teaching about miracles. And I've got to tell you the reason why is they had experienced them. This often happens when the gospel goes out. And so I was showing them in Scripture where you would see this and what Jesus did and the apostles and was showing and it was just this very very rich day you can imagine what it was like for me hearing these testimonies on the next day I was teaching on the church and I said you know the church uh, we're, we're told that Jesus is the head and there's one body and we belong to each other we belong to each other and it's this invisible thing and you, you, you can't see it, but God is at work. And so when you come to faith in the creator who made you on purpose, when you, when you trust Jesus, it, it's not just this intellectual thing that happens, but you become a new creation. And, and you folks have given testimony of that. But not only are you connected to God, and in this wonderful, mysterious, you just, you can't explain it way, but you're connected to each other. We all are. We're in his body. And I said, it's like there's these invisible cords. And so I had this real thick cord that connects us. And it was, the thing was a couple hundred feet long. And so we just had, had everybody grab on it and tie it and going in every, every which direction. And we're connected to each other. And so... Uh, they're picking up a little bit of English, and I use the word church again and again and again, the day before miracle. Well, as I was speaking, they began to say church, and then miracle, church, miracle, and then they began to, to weep, and they gathered together and huddled, they put the, they put the, cord that I had down. They began to talk real fast and they're going back and forth and they all began to cry and the one who had was learning the most English, her name was Ludmilla and Ludmilla said church, miracle church, miracle and she came up and she spoke real fast through uh, the translator and she said Paul, when we came to Faith in Jesus. We've had all these divisions in our in our um, in our village, 
and, and our villages. And you know, most of these villages are like 200, maybe 500 people. And uh, something happens, not just that we felt connected to God, but we felt connected to each other in a new way. And they, she said, and we began to, we began to, we began to love each other. And she's speaking in broken English, speaking a lot of Siberian Yupik. The translator's translating it to me, and the people are all crying. And then they began to say in unison, church, miracle, church, miracle, church, miracle. And ever since that moment, I've known that the church is a miracle. It's a miracle. Do not give in to local myopic congregationalism. Be a part of the full gospel of, of Jesus. He is supreme. And where he is lifted up, well, you're stepping into forever. You're stepping into eternal life. It makes all the difference. Okay. Kurt, come on up, and Karen, come on up and join me. Okay, I, I have a lot of respect for these folks, a lot of things that I can say, but can I just, can I just get something out, mm -hmm. just get it out, just what they're all thinking? You look a bit like Clark Kent. <laughs> <laughs> But can I tell you, he's not Superman? Amen. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. He's not, he's not Superman. And you don't want him to be. So, I'm, I'm going to say, Karen and Kurt, you get to be the most Karen and Kurt God created you to be. Amen. You get to be all the Karen that God created you to be. His, his purpose. You get to be all the Kurt that God created you to be. I really like it that this is our covenant book of worship, and I'll give this uh, to Kurt. It has his name on it, Kurt, Kurt Morrill, today as a memory from today. But we have different services that are in this book, and I really like it that, like on a day like today, I don't... Um, decide the questions to ask. I don't, uh, I don't write the prayers and the rest. But that um, pastors, uh, some decades ago, and some of, these, some of what's said here goes, goes back uh, over a century, and there's actually some bits that go back through the centuries that are in here. But I like that. And so as you are installed as pastor today, I just want you to uh, be cognizant of the brothers and sisters, pastors mm. around the world and those uh, who are a part of that wider body of, of Christ who um, have said yes to God in mm. serving in the way that we serve as pastors. I first address you. Dear friends in Christ, guided by the Holy Spirit, you have called Kurt Morrill to be your pastor. By this act, you have indicated your confidence in him to be the shepherd of this congregation. I charge you to receive the word of God through him in all meekness and love. 
Let me give you the, the key to hearing the word of God. It's the preparation of your heart. See, if you ever drive home and say, that was a good message, that I didn't get anything out of that message, you're on your way to spiritual consumerism. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you the truth. If you have meekness of heart, you will meet God and his work anywhere you go. Mm-hmm. I don't care if, if, it, if, like, if you think organ music is, is old-timey, if it's out of tune and uh, the singers up front are just, somebody should tell them they're deaf, you know. <laughs> you know I don't care what happens in the message. It's, it, it's how we approach. It's not about, it's about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So come hungry, speak to each other about this meekness and love to receive the word. But by the way, he's a great preacher. Undergird him in the labors that will be his in the service of God. Remember always that Kurt is God's servants and you as God's stewards are to supply um, his needs and the needs of the moral family in a way that will be pleasing to God and an honor to your congregation. In all things, show him your love. Esteem him highly for his calling as your pastor and accept him as your spiritual leader. We, um, over time, it's interesting. People have understood pastor and role, but as spiritual leader. And I want you to hear this. This is something that you and I, we don't have to figure out or whatever, but God calls people to spiritual leadership. And in our perfection and who we are and who we're not, that's God's call in your life. Mm-hmm. So in humility mm-hmm. and in service and like Jesus emptying himself, <laughs> lead spiritually. If these are your intentions to support Kurt <laughs> and the continuing ministry of the church, please stand and respond to the following questions. Now I want bold response. <laughs> Will you receive Kurt to be your pastor, recognizing his place in the spiritual leadership and receiving the word of God through him? If this is your promise, answer, we will. We will. Will you do your part to fully supply his needs in a way, way that is pleasing to God? And will you encourage him and share with him in the work of Christ in this congregation? If this is your promise, answer, We will. will. Thank you. Please be seated. Okay, Karen. Let's see. I need a. I'll I'll get one of these. I'm gonna. I'm gonna grab the blue one, and I should probably hit a switch here, right? Oh no, it's on. Okay. Talk into that. Hello. She's on, right? Okay. Karen. Hi, Paul. Hello. Good to, be, Paul. good to be here I with you. you. And, uh, actually. Yeah. Well, you didn't get the memo. Karen and I, we, we were going to be color coordinated here today. Uh, what do you appreciate about Kurt? You can answer either of these or whatever. What, what do you appreciate? Uh, ah, just do that. What do you appreciate about Kurt? Tell us something. Um, okay, 
I think some things I appreciate about Kurt is that um, ever since I've known him, that he loves the word of God. Uh, it's always impressed me. And um, he loves his family. So that was really important to me always, that he really shows love for his family. Um, and he sees the best. You know, he looks for positive, and he's always looking to for the, the sunny side or the, the bright side, I guess. Yeah, I would confirm yeah. all, all that. Now, Kurt, what do you, oh, you, you're there. What do you appreciate about Karen? He didn't tell me that you were going to ask that. I know I okay. didn't. This was part of my fun. <laughs> I may have more questions. Okay, for okay, you. just a second. Like, I might ask you, what is Numbers 713? And ask you to quote that. And I, I will ask my, I'm, I'm just going to turn that to my associate pastor then. Matthew, because I, I, I work Matthew on a team. Matthew doesn't want to show up. I just want to work on it as a team. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I, I feel like Karen is very loyal. She's somebody who, uh, she cares about things deeply, and so she sticks with it. Um, so when there are things, she's willing to, she has a lot of backbone because of that. So there's something that matters and and means to her, something to her, then she's willing to go to bat for it. And so you see that in her commitment to God, but also in the way that she loves her kids. And I, I love that about you. So, yeah. Boy, that was a tender moment. <laughs> I feel like we're getting married Under a little the bit. Like, oh. <laughs> okay, Kurt. Okay. <clears throat> I haven't done this before. You may kiss your bride. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You don't have to do everything. <laughs> under, you don't have to do everything I say. It's is, is what, is, is what Karen would want to get across here. <laughs> under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, you've been called by this congregation to be their pastor. God and this congregation have committed the shepherding of this flock to you, and you are admonished by God to be urgent in season and out of season, to convince rebuke and exhort, to be unfailing in patience and in teaching. In all sincerity, preach the word, administer the sacraments in accordance with the scriptures, comfort and counsel the sick, the sorrowing and the troubled, and instruct all to live up to their calling in Christ Jesus. Kurt, are you willing to assume this responsibility in the strength that God has given you? If so, say, by the grace of God, I am. By the grace of God, I am. In assuming your responsibility as the pastor of this congregation, will you reaffirm your loyalty to the universal church of Jesus Christ, to the evangelical covenant church, and promise to support its work and mission? If so, say, by the grace of God, I will. By the grace of God, I will. I'd like to invite up now uh, the leadership team of Simi uh, Covenant, uh, members who served on the search team. Pastor Roberto Gioni would like you to come up and join us and uh, if there are any other pastors here, as kind of a reminder of the call on our life, if there are any other pastors, come on up and uh, 
join us and to be in solidarity with our, our pastoral couple here. <laughs> what are we laughing at? Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Um, I'm going to ask Pastor Roberto to pray, and then um, I will pray. And so let's lay let's lay hands on on these folks. En español. Querido Dios, en este momento queremos darte gracias con todo nuestro corazón por haber enviado a tus siervos a Simi Covenant Church, a esta ciudad de Simi Valley. Gracias por responder a la oración de muchos hoy al ver la vida de los Morril, de Kurt, de Karen. Les bendecimos y te damos gracias por todo lo que tú harás a través de sus vidas y del ministerio que hoy ellos comienzan. Padre Santo, los bendecimos con acciones de gracias en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo. Amén. Almighty God, in every age you have chosen servants to proclaim your word and lead your people. We give thanks for Kurt and Karen, whom you have called to serve in this place. By your grace, Enable Kurt to use his gifts to do your work and would you fill him with your Holy Spirit that he may have the mind of Christ and be your faithful servant as long as he lives. God of grace, you call us to a common ministry as ambassadors of Christ entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Give us courage and discipline to follow where your servants rightly lead us, that together we may declare your wonderful deeds and show your love to the world. Through Jesus Christ, the Lord of all. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and as a representative of the Evangelical Covenant Church and the Pacific Southwest Conference, I announce that you, Kurt Morrill, our senior pastor of CME Covenant Church. Let's lift our God up. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Amen. Please be seated.
that was more moving even than I had anticipated, I think. So thank you all for that wonderful gift. It's beautiful. Uh, Superintendent Paul asked me to have a few words to say uh, to the church uh, afterwards. It's a little hard for me after all that, uh, to tell you the truth. Uh, but uh, I, I only really had kind of two main things that I want to talk about. We're, we're going to be going into a sermon series after this, talking about uh, meeting the church and talking about the church. I think this is a terrific introduction to that uh, today. Uh, but to reiterate what Paul had said, I want us to remember that he's the head. Uh, so it's God who's going to be setting our priorities. God's going to be the one who's going to be telling us what's most important. He's going to be telling us about who we are, about who our friends are. He's going to point us also in what direction we need to go to. Uh, so we are together trying to uh, submit ourselves to that. And if the Lord is the leader, like what Paul talked about, our vision, his vision is going to be a lot bigger vision than maybe we even expected. It's going to be bigger than right here in Simi Valley. It's going to be bigger than our county. It's going to be, he's the Lord of the universe. He's got a big vision. He's going to take us places maybe we don't expect, but he gives us his spirit, uh, and that encourages us. Uh, he's going to continue encouraging us. A couple of weeks ago, we had a wonderful sermon where we had an illustration about the Lord walking in front of us and leading us as a shepherd, or walking in the midst of us as the shepherd, or calling from behind us and encouraging us as the shepherd. Uh, he's going to be leading us. So I, I pray that in the years ahead, uh, you and me, we will all have a growing desire. A, a desire, I, I want to start to want what God wants. And, and to recognize there's places where I don't necessarily want what God wants. But maybe I, I need to want to want what God wants, something like that. But uh, I, I want to want what God wants. And I want to start to look to him as the leader. And the second part of that passage was that we are the body. It says we are Christ's body. So the second encouragement is, uh, well, I have to be a little careful about this. Um, I feel like... <laughs> What we should say is, I kind of want us to stop going to church. Um, now, be careful, all right? <laughs> the second Sunday after Kurt started, nobody else showed up. <laughs> but it says that we are the body. We are the church. I think we know that, right? I know that I'm the church, but really what it is is we are the church assembled together here. So we need to stop going to church and keep being the church. We need to be the church. And I've, I have felt you, a lot of amazing love from you guys being the church with me. Uh, thank you for that. Um, but we want to be the church. We, we don't stop meeting together. We meet together as the church. Wherever we go, we are a part of this universal church. We should be the church wherever we go. And so we need, I need to be with other people who remind me and encourage me and push me to grow. I, I forget. I'm forgetful. So let's meet together. Let's commit to being together and encouraging one another. It isn't just coming from me that all of us are going to be reading the word and pushing one another to, to greater faith in the Lord. So we need to stay connected to our head. So if we are God's body, I think there are going to be a few things we're going to do. We're going to be speaking the words that Jesus spoke. Uh, he, in his earthly ministry, the first part of his earthly ministry, we are the continuation of that. He taught and proclaimed the kingdom of God, that it was at hand. 
and that people should come and turn their hearts back to God. It was this open invitation, too, that said, you can start wherever you're at right now. It's okay. Begin where you are. And we have to recognize that the word that we speak to one another sometimes helps us understand that we are out of alignment with God. I, I read a book this uh, last month that was by a consultant who goes to businesses and helps them. And he said, one of the most shocking things is these businesses pay so much money for me to come to them and tell them uh, how they can be in alignment with their purposes. And a lot of times they don't listen to me. <laughs> and I feel like that's, that's the humility part that Paul's getting at too, is that when I hear God's word, if somebody corrects me or helps me to grow, if if we are hearing things from the word that push us in a new direction, we, we can't go, oh man, I, I don't want to hear that. I don't, I don't want you to tell me that I'm not okay. We need to be realigned sometimes. All of us need to be put back in alignment with God. That's why we're here. We want to meet the Lord, and the Lord is going to tell us not always what we want to hear, but he tells us what we need to hear. If we're making his priorities our priorities and heading in the direction that God is going and speaking his words, we're also going to be doing the things that he wants us to do. And I think that's going to be kind of a lifetime thing for us to figure out. What does it mean for us to live out this life of faith? I think I also might get a couple more Sundays to develop that idea in the future. <laughs> but let's start right here. We can start doing good here, and we want, but we have a vision for the world. So we want to have a global, big vision for that we are part of a global church. We're a part of a whole world. But let's start in a small way right here. Uh, we get to turn next to one another and say hi to people next to us. Let's remember in that relationship, why don't you do as Jesus would do? We can extend a welcome to somebody in the way that Jesus would. We can speak words of, of love and growth we can challenge and push one another to greater faith right here with the people that we shake hands with. Looking to extend that welcome that God gives to the whole world just to the person that's sitting right next to us, starting there. Okay, I think that's probably good enough. That's a good few minutes. I'm gonna, like I say, I get a little bit more time as we go along, but we can start with something simple. We want the Lord to be our leader. Will you commit with me to say, you know, I want, God, I want to want what you want. I, I want, I, I don't even necessarily want that yet, but let's, let, we want to want what God wants. And secondly, let's live as his body. Let's speak and serve as his representatives here in this community and with our neighbors. Let's pray. This is an opportunity. Let's, there in your seat, uh, the Lord, it's not just me talking, but the Lord is also speaking. Uh, maybe this is a moment for you to say, uh, God, I, uh, this is, we have some new guy's voice up front, um, but what matters more is that I, this is a moment for me to maybe begin something new with you. Lord, I want to move towards you. So if that is your intention, I want you to, to pray in your heart, Lord, I want to move towards you today. And we also want to serve as his body. May we be his hands and voice here in, the, in, a, in a broken and needy world, 
where we, we get to be blessed by beautiful things and wonderful people, but we also have things to share. So if that's your intention, you want to be living out as God's body here, say to him, Lord, I want to be your hands and your voice as well to my neighbors because I am a part of your body here in the world. Lord, you, may you be glorified in the things that we do. And even when we mess up and when things don't go right, we pray that we will glorify you by saying it was never about us in the, ever in the beginning. <laughs> it's always about you. You are our wonderful Savior. We thank you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, worship team.